Saturday night and you're still hanging around You're tired of living in your one-horse town You'd like to find a little hole in the ground for a while So you go to the village in your tie-dye jeans And you stare at the junkies and the closet queens It's like some pornographic magazine And you smile Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast and Allison Rosen Fan Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Lisa Lowry, and apparently I have another host, and it's Trace. He's here with me. Welcome, Trace. I am indeed here. How's everyone doing? <laughs> it's a rhetorical question. It's I shouldn't have asked. It's I'm just going to leave. Care. It's <laughs> it's fine. I've already ruined the show. Yeah, you know what? Scratch the host, the co the host. What did I even call you? I don't even know. Well, How the fuck are you, by the way? Um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm uh, I'm I'm doing okay. Life continues to happen to me. Um, <laughs> poor no, squee, poor yeah. poor squee. Uh, things have not been so radical or tubular for the old squee. Oh um, man. <laughs> <laughs> no things uh, as uh, on a scale of one to ten, I'd give it actually probably about a uh, in this moment now, mm, mm. in this this very hour, maybe like a four. But overall, oh, like Jesus, overall like a seven. Things have been going pretty well. Cowabunga, dude! I think yeah. I thought I brought this to a seven, but you just demoted this hour to a four. But in general, a seven. Well, until now, obviously, <laughs> before I started recording with the likes of famous podcaster lisa lowry oh right 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 so you're doing well i missed talking to you last week no. I had, it was fun ch chatting with the ladies and you know having a pillow fight in our underwear and i was gonna say i don't even know what i was gonna say something Take, about our boobs out i i something sure but who knows i was not gonna thank it, you for it was saving some sort me. of a chest bump but oh i was gonna uh, say taking pictures in your bff shirts with you know uh, we did do that, didn't we? Yeah. You know what's funny about that <laughs> is we had Larry come over and take that picture, and I forgot whose idea what it was. I feel like it was Megan's. I think she was like, "Let's get just a boob shot," and Larry was happily obliged us. <laughs> yep. It's uh. Yep. For yep. Listen, if yep. you're not if you're not following BF Fancast on the old Instagram, you know you might yep. be missing out. You might have uh, missed be. out on some stories. Yep. I'm sure I'll post some more pictures once I actually put the episode out because I did save a picture for the show art. So I'm like, hey, I'll just put all these pictures out. It was fun. It was a fun day, but you were missed, of course. Oh, I I look forward to hearing the episode. I missed, you know, hanging out with you too. And then also I, I always look forward to like hearing you and, and the, the, uh, the episodes in person, even when I'm not there. Um, I look forward mm -hmm. to hearing those. It makes me like, I'm excited that I can have the opportunity to do this once a month with the ladies or sorry, with locals. It doesn't have to, you don't have, have a vagina to be let into this group, but just so happens that's what happens. That's what happens. But I am sort of mad at myself that I haven't been doing this this entire time 
because I could have been, except for with COVID, of course, you know, of course that kind of dampered a lot of things, but yeah, I could have been doing this because it gives, it does feed my, you know, part of my BFF soul that uh, once a year when we all get together as a big group. So to have these little pieces of it once a month, it's like a little, you know, is it like methadone? I don't know. I mean, this is probably a more positive analogy, <laughs> um, but yeah, it is, it is. It's an why, Yeah. Why limit yourself to doing it? Uh, having the a BFF gathering once a year when you could do little, you know, every once in a while, invite some people over and just chat about uh, very, I assume you guys talked about doilies, whatever else we yes. want to talk about. It was definitely an abuse bouche. And we talked about doilies. What else? We talked about. Yeah, knitting, obviously, because sure. that's where open-toed that shoes probably. <laughs> yes, lots of uh, uh, maxi pads with wings or without. I mean, mm. we, we really d- dove deep. Good to know. <laughs> Anywho, all right. Uh, do you have any shout-outs? I do. Shout-out to a uh, super fan, Megan, who recently had some good news that I cannot share, but it involves her uh, documentary project okay. she's working on. So fingers crossed that continues to go in a positive direction. Uh, shout out to, to uh, you know what? I, I was going to shout someone else, but I'll, I'll, I'll leave that one mm. to you. I, I feel like you're probably going to shout out that person. Uh, oh. Shout out the B team, as always. How's it going? <laughs> um, just no particular. So yeah, no yeah. particular thing. Uh, and uh and um nope i'm out i have i have no one i have no one else that's it for me he reached the end of his shout out rope yep yeah i i have some shout outs and maybe this will jog some for you or i don't know who you're talking about but anyway shout out to the tnc east coast jen shout out to dr jen we have been having some fun at my expense but also it's just fun it's just pure fun uh, I have been sending her all of the pictures of the available bachelors that I had to choose from. Oh boy. Okay. And so every day, I'm not every day, but I'll sort of collect, you know, uh, a little bit and she'll text me, Hey, what's today's bounty or what what have you. And I'll just kind of lay it on her. I have not, I have, I turned on the Facebook dating profile that one time we were recording and I haven't, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not, planning on dating anybody but just for content alone between between jen and i is the only reason because honestly because it's just yeah i get it i i that should be if if we had a bff patreon that would be a great patreon perk i would i would absolutely (laughs) enjoy that commentary (laughs) that i'm sure is happening it's so good and she'll say maybe i just need to record like a just a a rapid fire like i'm gonna look at these pictures and just like one-liners or whatever just like go through and like your immediate reaction to some of these it's like there are some doozies i'm like seriously dudes i don't know what's going on out there but i either feel like one like these people want to like murder me or that i don't i don't even know you've seen you know you understand it, it's just yeah. it's not gotten any better uh, there are some where i'm just like for real i don't even know but it's fun it's funny and yeah, it's an it's on that on that level, it's good. <laughs> but other than that, I'm not going anywhere near <laughs> dating. I don't need anybody new in my life right now. I am just trying to recover. Anyway, also shout out to super fan Megan. Megan, I don't know what that was. I was yeah. Ma- Megan. Me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I fucking love you. Uh, yeah. Always fun chatting back and forth with you. We, I just love our friendship. You know when somebody really likes you is when they can make fun of you, but it's not making fun of you, but it is. You know what I'm saying? Like not that kind exactly. of like closeness with Whoa. someone when you're like, I'm going to try and do this. And they're like, okay, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you too well, Lisa. This is not going to be accomplished, but good for you for, you know, humoring yourself. I love these kinds of conversations because I am trying, but of course I'm still failing in some respects, but I love you, Megan. Shout out to Dr. Angela, to Joanna. The three of them joining me last week was super fun. Adrian, you were missed, but shout out to you. Shout out to, sorry, notifications. Flip my phone over, please. Shout out to you, Trace, uh, just for being all around radical dude. Bah. Shout out to Ray Morgan, Leanne, Lee Bruns, Tamara Holler, Michelle, to Paul, Von Carmenzolv, and Whitney, Carrie, LK and Lil Rafi and anybody else who's listening who doesn't make themselves known. I love you and thank you for listening. And this is a huge shout out to you and a virtual hug. And why not a motorboat? <laughs> what? Uh, all right. I, okay. <laughs> What's wrong with me? I Lisa, like, yes. very generous of you, I guess. Aww, yeah. <laughs> Sharing your gifts with Yes. Your friends. You know, yesterday at work, no, was it at work? There was something where I said I should bring my pom poms, and someone said, You always bring your pom poms. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know where that came from, but kind of. I, um, yes. So, wow. Do we have a BFF Holland call? Yes, we do. I am actually surprised by this. Are you? <laughs> yes very much yeah all right let's hear who could it be from your bff hotline uh lee Brunger. your bff hotline guarantee that no one will ever pick up darn shame i wouldn't mind at all if one of you picked up oh she like friendly people anyway listen to the latest episode uh you know uh i got about a 10 minute bit on nicknames I i'll kick you the link you'll go <laughs> Okay, but but uh, you're right. Uh, Trice, you're not allowed to give yourself your own nickname. And uh, rule number two is never ask for a nickname, or you'll get a bad nickname. Um, what else does you have going on? Uh, oh, uh, uh, Colonel Jeff is indeed in studio. Um, that I know. Um, uh, he's within bicycling distance of them since they moved and everything. Uh, aggressive bicycling, and it's hot. And who'd want to do that? But you know. Their homes are close enough together. Uh, that's all going on. I'm out here in the garage listening to the latest uh, Muffy, Buffy, and uh, Tank, uh, whatever, <laughs> and, uh, and working on a motorcycle and cursing the engineers at BMW. Um, going to go pick up a new engine for one of my sidecars tomorrow and uh, see if I can sell a Moto Guzzi. And still no bull taco, Lisa. Got no bull tacos here at this time. But next weekend, my friend Paul, um, he's got a bull taco. So I'll snap some pictures for her. Uh, take care, everyone. Enjoying the latest episode. Uh, hi, Megan. Uh, take care, everyone. Aww, always good to hear from you, Lee. This is so cool. And if you called my phone number, which has been, you know, said a few times on some episodes now, I will pick up. <laughs> Anna, we, we will. I have questions about this later this will come yes. up during the thursday episode but yeah uh okay. glad to hear lee called in 
I know. So the the whole uh, nickname thing. Agreed. You cannot give yourself a nickname, and you can't ask for a nickname. There's been so many years that like people would get these nicknames. And I'm like, man, I want one, but I'm not gonna ask for one because you don't ask for them. Um, and then I've had a few like hit and miss. Like, but there's, no, I mean, besides Bobs, nobody calls me anything else um, that I know of, at least not to my face. Well, you got you got says. Which is not so much a nickname as your True. name, but, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was just know. what my kids used to call me. <laughs> yeah, which I, I and my that. and my uh, my principal in high school. Sure. Yeah. I, the uh, different and vibe. the PE teacher. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the thing is, we are we are one thirty eight. Oh, the, sorry. <laughs> we are one thirty eight. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Uh, but <laughs> the the problem is that we are leaving the nicknaming duty to the type of person who wants to give everyone a nickname, which is not necessarily mm. the best person to choose a nickname. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's pointed, but yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, Listening. you uh, well... and also Megan to a lesser degree, although I mean, equally bad. Um, sure. No, but the well... the. Hmm. The the person who's running around to hey, hey, big Al or whatever, you know, the person who decides to give everyone right. a nickname is not, yes. you know, okay, do we want fair. this person giving everyone a nickname? The drunk guy who's, oh, uh, I picture him in like a, a wearing a tie, yes, but it's kind of like loose. And doing and it's like, like nuggies on people. Yeah, he, he's a little too overly familiar with people, mm, but he mm-hmm. he's drunk and he doesn't realize how he's coming across this is nickname yeah. guy. Okay, so are you? He may, also... he may be one of your neighbors. He, okay, he may be. Yeah, I think he's gone now, but yeah, but not forgotten. JK, I wish he was dead. No, but I <laughs> think, <laughs> I think, what do you think about the nickname he just gave you? I couldn't, uh, behind the scenes info, I could barely hear the message mm, over the mm, Zoom. Mm. I do have to say, I'm excited that uh, uh, to get pictures of his bull taco or his friend's bull taco, you know, send it to my phone directly. Thank you. And I believe, I love the idea of him being in his garage listening to BFF because that's hilarious to me. And I love it. I really feel like so connected to all these people as actual friends. And sometimes I feel like because we don't talk that maybe... I don't know. It, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain what I'm feeling, but um, I fucking love it that we're out in South Dakota and we didn't even know it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was very it was like, oh, he's talking about a thing we said when we were talking about stuff like yes. uh, he was listening. That's yeah, yeah. that's very cool. I, I don't know. It's I don't know how to explain it or put it into words, but it's it's right. cool and it's nice. And I will talk more about this when we talk about the think it's i don't know which one but anyway we'll talk more a little bit about that and the friendships that we make in this lifetime all right tank here's the thing um the bff hotline call if you would like to call and be as cool as lee bruns if you're let us know how you're listening where you're listening why you're listening (laughs) call 818-BFF-0732 i always have to say it like little ruffy all right on this episode, we will talk about the Monday show, Duncan Trussell Encore, and the Thursday show, Joel's Majestic Mullet, Robin's Boundaries, Allison's Getaway. Oh, now that we've caught up a little bit, are you ready to talk about Monday? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. I am ready if you are ready. Sweet. Okay, so in preparations for recording with you today, I thought, oh, we've got an Encore episode on Monday. We'll listen to Thursday. 
we'll breeze through. And then, and then I thought, oh, I'm going to go get my notes from this episode. And I thought, oh shit, 2014. That precedes JMO Patrol and BFF. So <laughs> we had to listen to Monday. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't. Yeah. It's, huh. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yes. So I, I didn't I, think, I know you mentioned that like we hadn't done an episode on it, but I, mm, it just now hit me that like it predates JMO Patrol. Yes. So because uh, JMO Patrol started in 2015, if she does any encores before that, we will have to listen. <laughs> and I say have to. I actually remember listening to this episode originally and Duncan Trussell, I, love listening to people like this and i after listening to the episode before i remember subscribing to his podcast duncan trussell family hour and just being like super <sighs> it's funny how like where i am now and where i was then even though so much has changed a lot of things are similar but i feel like i think i've i think i've come a long way since then <laughs> you may you, not I, well, I mean it. i'm sure you may like, not I believe mean, it <laughs> i mean i i hate to i hate to be the one to say this out loud but this was almost 10 years ago like it's yes, but it's the quite thing a ways is, is in 2014 like i wanted change so much and there was so much that i wanted to do and i was in such a stagnant place and i was in a stagnant place for a very long time up until then and after that so the amount that I've changed just probably since I'd say 2019 is when I really started like, like putting my, just really trying to change my habits, change my life. And it's still a fucking work in progress because I'm still failing. But like, I was in a really different headspace then and really wanting to be more mindful of things. And I've been more, uh, I've been doing that, which I'm like, huh, I feel pretty good about myself. Don't cut me down. No, I'm just kidding. Shut up. Uh, thank you. If there's not at least one shut up, Lisa, during this, we are recording, then I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Um, not a great sign. I don't love hearing <laughs> that. Well, you know, I haven't completely recovered from, you know, my terrible anyway life. Yes. That <laughs> and choices. The thing is, is like, I continue to make bad decisions, but like, I know that I'm doing it. So it's okay. <laughs> just kidding. Again, I'm no, kidding, I'm kidding, I'm I feel like <laughs> I might have to consult one of the doctors. I feel like that's not, that doesn't, the math on that one doesn't really work yes. out. Yes. I, I, I can agree with that. Before we talk about the Monday episode though, I, there was an update from Allison at the, at the top. And I do feel like her update kind of I feel like she picked the perfect episode, this Duncan Trussell episode, to go with what's going on in her life. And it coincides with a lot of things in my own life, so I appreciate that she replayed it. But then, so her update was that she's she was in Hawaii and the numbness of, like, just being numb. And it's, it, it's crazy how our bodies can protect ourselves when we are going through some sort of traumatic event to just numb ourselves. And maybe it's not maybe it's the beginning of the healing process maybe it's just holding off until you're ready to start that process but she says she's just been sort of numb and the loss <laughs> but then she said the loss of her pet was greater than the feelings that she's having right now like a loss of her, a human which is i am not going to equate that to mental illness but i just did <laughs> i think mm, i think she meant the intensity of it the sort of suddenness and unexpectedness yeah. of it which is different i mean this is obviously more of a, a deeper thing because yeah. it's someone she's known for her whole life but it's also not uh i don't know i th i think also there were some like maternal feelings mixed up in oliver uh in, in his dying 
and feeling uh, like there was a yeah. loss of something that she was supposed to take care of as opposed to a parent who had been sick for, you know, a long time. So I, I, I feel like I know what she means. I hope so, because I do think that people do sort of lean into these relationships with things that don't have opinions or will love you no matter what type of relationships were sort of like that's unrealistic <laughs> to just have that as your fulfilling part anyway i don't know i'm not going to go down that road i already started i'm not going to anyway i and she talked a little bit about this on thursday but she is worried about she was kind of worried about going to hawaii but i think it's good that she went there just have a vacation like get away from things and it was in, i don't know if she listened back to the duncan episode but they definitely had some sort of like she was mourning at that time and sort of similar things that she's going through now with the guilt and the, you know, how you're supposed to mourn or not mourn. It's just, that's so personal. And, you know, people kind of talking shit on her about how long it's taking for her to get over Oliver. And I loved Duncan's just immediate, like, oh, who's this goblin? <laughs> it's like, yeah, how there's no time limit on how it could take years. It could take however long it's, it's, very personal like how do you even say that to someone too even if you think it <laughs> yeah there's also i mean part of this is also just like the corolla fandom who is oh, i uh, forgot about that yeah yes. okay. these are not allison people per se these are like uh true oh hmm. also like on a bit of like a meta level i guess there's a as someone who used to be like a regular listener to corolla there's a history like on message boards and forums and in the fandom of like blaming other people for the mm. show not being good like mm. they will be mad at adam's wife for whatever reason or <laughs> they'll blame all the show's problems on allison or before that it was Teresa. or after that it was gina grad it was like there, there's a lot of like uh being mad at yoko because you can't admit the problem was john right that but with you know you know i almost said adam Kroll is no john lennon but i don't like john lennon either so uh, you know it it's it's a wash kind of but you know what i mean yeah I mean, he'd probably feel happy that you equated him to him somehow. That would be where he. What I he think heard. he also hates John Lennon, which is unfortunate um, that we kind of share that opinion. But well, I think we also both don't like Adam Carolla, so I guess we're probably <laughs> in sync there, also. Yeah, very true. So Duncan talked about the. This is like this is what is. I mean, so much of this is is coinciding with my life right now. But the crisis or heartbreak is the greatest space to grow as a human. And this is something that I just started realizing like this week. And, and maybe it's a different sort of mourning situation where you're sort of going through something, you know, something as hard as heartbreak and feeling like you're going to feel bad all the time or sad all the time or depressed. And that's all, there's always going to be darkness. But I started reading after last week, they'd mentioned, I think they mentioned the power of, what was it? Shit. Hold on. Love? No. <laughs> That's the power of love. Yes, keep singing while I... Power okay. The oh. language of letting go. So uh, they mentioned the... What's the other one of letting go? Or the power of letting go? I am not familiar with... So they mentioned one of them. I was cleaning out my bookshelf. I happened to stumble upon the language of letting the language of letting go, which is a daily affirmations book. And I thought, all right, I'm going to give this a try. Like, why not? It's one thing a day you have to read and sort of like get yourself mindfully thinking of things. And 
one of the things they talked about was being in between and that is this feeling that I've been in where you feel like you're in between happy and sad like there's a, a like a gray area that feels like somewhere but they they were saying oh, I don't want to like totally paraphrase but the in between is not a destination it just means that you're open to where you're going next and mm. to give it its space which I felt like I was so stuck like stuck in the mud a rut everything everything just felt stuck but then to just sort of appreciate this as a place that needs to be you need to be for you to have ha let the positivity and let the lightness in and I started just opening my mind more to that as an option that it doesn't have to be like this all the time yeah I like that I like how you put it the uh that the in-between is just sort of the process of traveling from one place to another so to right. speak and it's not the like, actual I don't have destination to be here forever yeah. I feeling stuck or fucked like I just felt like every day like oh but and things may not have actually changed except for my mind and reading that and really sitting in that and thinking about that all day. And then since then I've thought about it every single day, just sort of like, okay, that's, that's just opening yourself up for positivity. And I feel like I've really like had like some mental changes in the past couple of days, which is like, this book is, it's crazy. Just like one little tiny change can really help. And I know as stressed as I'm going to be in the next few weeks, there's a lot of shit is happening right now. I am really trying to like not let it overwhelm me and know that I can get through anything. And while it sucks to have to keep on having to deal with shit, it's like, it's fine. I'll be fine. It's going to be okay. Another thing Duncan talked about was gratitude. And that was another day that, the, that of one of the affirmations I read was, um, is gratitude and being grateful for where you are right now and grateful for what you have and which is an easy thing to say but the way they said it also was having gratitude for the things you have makes them greater so it makes them become bigger and stronger and like you're respecting the things that you have instead of just always thinking about what you don't have yes as to what you were saying yeah it's a way of sort of reorienting how you or the things that take up space in your mind, you're sort of shifting them when you yes. focus on gratitude as opposed to, you know, what's wrong or what's missing or uh, what you don't like about your life. Yes. So, Which is so, an easy thing to say, but it's yes. it's uh, some, uh, sometimes much harder to actually put Feel it into, it, action. Put it into action. Yes. Though, and yeah. all of those things. And every single day now, I've been trying to be mindfully putting those things into action and thinking about those things. And... Well, yes, everything's kind of sucks though. Like I'm really trying not to give that life. I'm trying to like give the positive more life. And Duncan was talking about the, not only is this heartbreak is a great space to grow, but it's like a transition from delusion to truth. And like, that is something so much that I connected with this week before I listened to that. This, these are all things that were things going through my mind and trying to wrap my head around and being more in reality and not in some sort of a dream world that I was, I think, wallowing in, letting myself be in too long. I don't know. I've been feeling good this week. And like I said, nothing has changed except for my mind. I've just been trying to like positively change my mind, which sounds so like simple and like so dumb, but like I couldn't, I didn't try that before. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> Positivity sounds fucking stupid. Like it sounds like, okay, baby, you're going to, yes. oh, you're going to say nice things about yourself in the mirror. Okay. Okay. You fucking dildo. Shut up. Yeah. 
Um, exactly. But it, I, you know, it's probably helpful. It's probably good. Yes. Um, and I wouldn't even say just because of the connotation of the word that you were like necessarily wallowing and being unhappy. But I think we all sometimes will accept a certain situation as being reality sort of quote unquote mm, yes. when it's more of a phase or a, a particular situation like you were saying before it's uh, it could be just a transitional period on the way to something else but we can't always see out of that you can't always see like over the you know the forest the, for the trees yeah or yeah. the out of the valley if you're in it or whatever nature metaphor you want yes i felt like i was like literally in a pit and there was no way out and i just seeing that like i just a different perspective of that's just like yeah i don't need to it doesn't have to be like that <laughs> it doesn't have to be like that so it was um another book that i'm reading is called whoops it's called uh dharma punks by noah levine and that was a book that i referenced a couple of weeks ago but i forgot the name of it actually i didn't forget the name of it i forgot his dad was a buddhist monk and he has some books on death and dying and it really interested me and then all of this stuff started coming up and so i referenced like oh there's some books i want to read but i couldn't remember any of it um his name is stephen levine and he has a book called a year to live and who dies and unintended sorrow and it's all about sort of embracing that path to death more than being scared of it i think so i i'm more i'm interested in reading these but the Dharma punks is um, this punk kid from the 90s that was a drug addict and went through recovery, but became a Buddhist monk himself. And it's an interesting story. But I so the language of letting go is for sobriety and recovery. But I feel like while I'm not trying to kick my uh, try to become sober, <laughs> I am trying to be sober in a different way. But also this whole like heartbreak thing or life stress all of the shit there is it is a form of recovery so reading these has been very helpful if nothing else you can look it up online daily you don't have to buy the book but like it fucking helped me and i would i would totally refer that to people because it's awesome yeah um the i think this comes up in therapy uh on occasion uh, speaking of which this is a reminder to go see somebody uh because you bring it up all the time but yep. the uh a thing that comes up is i will often refer to things as default settings and i that's kind mm -hmm. of just how the way i think of things like i think at a certain point one has to why well, let me not speak in uh, i uh, me mm. had to sort of accept about myself like oh i'm actually like pretty good at being unhappy like i'm kind of mm. great at it like it comes very easily to me like being self-critical or yes. finding finding problems with things and it's it's in that way it's it's kind of unbalanced like i need to uh, there are certain things for the sake of you know my mental emotional well-being that i need to sort of seek out or do or focus more on because left to my own devices i can sort of you know things can head in a a, a non-positive direction and i kind of stay there indefinitely like yes. i i think people sometimes beat themselves up for not being more positive or more this or that or gratitude not coming easy to them but also like you can kind of just accept that and then work on change again after you, you know, accept it. It's, it's, it's not, it's again, it's another opportunity for sort of a, a transitional period to work on something else. I, I agree with that. I think actively, because you, we can all just 
would you say you said not reset go back go back to your uh default you can settings. we can all default back to our old settings and what we've been pretty much trained to think like our entire lives and you have to really mindfully change it like you have to change your habits and change the way you talk to yourself and sometimes that's that feels very like oh well i'm not because you're old presets come back of like, well, I'm not worthy of that. So I'm just going to keep talking shit to myself. But yeah, it's been so I, another thing that I realized with therapy and it, this made me break down the other day and cry, but like, I, maybe it's just, I don't know. It, I don't even know if it's that deep. It's probably like pretty obvious, but besides the fact that I don't have insurance or money for a therapist, like seeking one out really, I, I do have a fear of that because I, it's, stressful and frustrating and the idea of like trying to like find somebody to match with like that is kind of scary but the biggest fear that I didn't really realize that I had is I really felt like I was never gonna be able to be fixed mm. like I I didn't realize I had that fear but like mm -hmm. it dawned on me just the other day of like I either don't feel like I'm worthy of it of being happy or I just feel like I am not it's just never gonna I'm never gonna heal. I'm never gonna be fixed. I'm just always gonna be this like broken semi glued back together teacup or whatever. <laughs> like I, I mean, just had this fear of like, what's the point? I'm never gonna be fixed anyway, which is funny that I feel like I said that I don't know why I said that to myself the other day. Like, oh my god, I have a fear that they're gonna be like, mm, sorry, you're well, I can't help you. <laughs> just return to sender, they just <laughs> refund you all your like listen, this is uh <laughs> It would be wrong of me to accept your money. Yes. Like, oh, girl, you are way too far gone. I yeah, can't. This is a this condemned is just, building. We yeah. need to just just break it all down to the foundation. There's nothing good here. Yes. But then after after just doing a tiny bit of work in reading affirmations, which is very small, but a big change for me, I feel like a like subtle changes already. And I think like, oh my God, I know therapy would be great for me. And I know that I'm fixable. <laughs> and I know there's a better term for that, but you know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. Lisa, you're definitely, there's many <laughs> things with you that should be fixed. <laughs> but yes, I know what you mean. And I, I just a couple years ago, I think maybe in the last two, three years, I remember having this moment mm. where I was like, oh, I legitimately think that i i don't deserve love or happiness yeah. like i don't i don't well the, the important point like i don't think that but i feel like that's the underlying assumption underneath yeah. like i would never say oh i think this is rationally true i would certainly never say it about anyone else but right. in terms of how i feel in terms of how i sort of interact with the world there's a sort of subconscious assumption that like well yeah i mean i'm not saying that i don't deserve that stuff but also like you know yeah. i mean who deserves to be alive really like oh. it it goes to like a it's a and i don't mean that in like a like an yeah. eminent like suicidal type of way but it's like there's a there's a kind of understanding for lack of a better word that you might have about yourself that is not necessarily even on the surface or you're thinking in ways that you don't know that you are because yes. you're not really monitoring it you don't have like an outside view um right. of of your own thoughts and the way you interact with people and my narrative has always been telling myself i'm not good enough i am not worthy of this plus i've had the extra help of people outside of my brain telling me it so 
I'm like, wow, I am a real piece of shit because <laughs> not only am I telling myself this, but other people are too. The thing is, is like, I know I'm a good person and I know that. Eh, I mean, I'm good. Not- is <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I, this goes back to our friendship being a good one because you can make fun, but I treat people the way I want to be treated. I, I think about like, if I was to date me, like I would be super stoked on it. (laughs) And that sounds so dumb, but like, that's more positivity of like, I don't feel like I'm doing wrong here. I feel like I've let wrong people in that have sort of built up my, or given life to the words that I've told myself when I was younger and with my low self-esteem and like all the stuff, like when other people say it, you're like, huh, well, maybe it is true. And I used to try and be like, okay, I, that's not true. I know I'm deserved better, but then I would let it in and I would start feeling that way and thinking that way. And like you said, like, you don't even know you're doing it. And someone recently was telling me, and I'm also paraphrasing again, but it was something, and this is something we've talked about before too, is treating yourself as your younger self like if you were to see your younger self would you say like you're a fucking piece of shit no you'd probably have more compassion for that young person and lift them up and have a more positive you know words to say to that to that younger you but or even if you thought about like i I would never talk to my kids that way or a friend that way and why not baby yourself or treat yourself like your own child or your friend friend you know i I don't i don't know why we have that disconnect yeah i mean i think part of it is just comes from that feeling of like so i just saw my therapist on wednesday and she's like you know you should start doing positive affirmations i don't i was immediately like no (laughs) like just because and i again i would never put it this way but it the the feeling i have is like "Mm, that seems like it seems like, lame as shit. Yeah, or like conceited or something, but yes, not. It does. And again, I would never say this to someone else, but it's it's just a. It takes some some doing to sort of um, get past your own sort of uh, the negative things you've sort yes. of adopted into your own self self criticizing mantra. Yeah, and... the things that you don't think you're worth. Yes, and even with some of these affirmations that I've read, I. So I'll read the whole sort of, it's not a meditation, but it's just like a day, like a whole paragraph of what you should be doing in this one little topic. And the affirmation at the end, I'll say it out loud. And at first, yeah, the thought of affirmations always sounded silly to me and like putting up, you know, maybe reminders or post-its or like little things to read. And I think, I don't know if we talked about it last week with the ladies or if I've talked about it. I know I've talked about it with Megan multiple times, but and people have these, their vision boards and putting things out into the universe is not the worst thing in the world. And if you're into praying, whatever it is, is to put the words out there, but saying them out loud, I, a couple of times, at least once I was reading an affirmation and I couldn't even finish it. I started crying because I still have these feelings of like, I am not worthy of this. And it was hard for me to say it. Yeah. But then it kind of like resonated with me more. And I thought I am worthy of this and it's okay to want better for yourself and to be a better person and you deserve it, you know? And it's just, ah, it's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's to go back to like what I was saying about default settings. Like yeah, my default setting is definitely not to say super nice things about myself all the yes. time. Yes. So maybe okay to sort of, uh, make it a point to overcompensate and go in the other direction a little bit, just because that, uh, that area has not been covered. That's, uh, you know, 
that's open for uh, improvement or whatever. Yeah. And I, even if people don't look into this book or aff- any kind of affirmations book where it's something every day, okay, it's lame, it's stupid, whatever it is. You take two minutes to read this positive thing. See if it, see if it does something for you. You know what I mean? It's like, what, what's, what's the loss here? Just, just do it. Just do it. I yeah, should start every. Bitch, do <laughs> it. <laughs> fucking fuck idiot. Up, idiot. Yeah. I mean, you, I think cow. you could, I think you could bully people into it. Like be- yeah. if that's like what they, you know, feel more comfortable with. It's like, Hey, slut, read that book <laughs> or whatever. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I, like I got to speak to my people. <laughs> Maybe I should either start the show or end the show with a, end the show with a positive affirmation. That's not the worst idea in the world. Yeah. So yeah, just go. Just uh, do it. Yeah. yeah. So Duncan met his girlfriend on Twitter and he was reflecting on, and, and and I reflected on, the coincidences in who we meet in life and who we're destined to meet and that we're destined to have beings in our life, whether it's a pet or a friend or whatever it is. These beings that have come into our lives is for a reason. And I believe that so much. And I, when he said he met his girlfriend on Twitter, I was thinking about how I met, we all met basically through Twitter. And I wouldn't have these friendships without, not that I'm praising Twitter, but we wouldn't have had these friendships without it. But the fact that we all became friends and become like this little family, like, I feel like it was supposed to be. I disagree. (laughs) So yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not one for the, the uh, fate type stuff generally but i i'm sorry i don't until i think about these things and i think about the things i do on a daily weekly monthly yearly basis that all revolves around you people and (laughs) yeah you people i realize that could be problematic directed at you but i'm saying it in general oh boy it wasn't until you said that jesus christ well the last time i said that you said that so oh yeah i was trying preemptively call myself out Okay, we were doing so well. I just can't uh, get out of my own way. Lisa, <laughs> yes. you're doing good. Thank you. I appreciate that. I know you don't have any notes, but do you have anything else from Monday? General For the record, thoughts, I did have notes, but my computer Sorry, crashed. I, that, um, yeah. I read between the lines because I knew the story, but I realized people listening do not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. As a general note, context for this episode, this Monday episode with Duncan Trussell, I don't like Pete Holmes. And (laughs) (laughs) I uh, stay with me here. So I so Pete talked about Duncan Trussell because I used to listen to Pete Holmes's podcast uh, many years ago. This would have been over 10 years ago whenever you made it weird started coming out. Okay, Um, But yeah, over time, I was like, "Ah, I don't like this. But I sort of had like a maybe a little bit of a negative opinion of Duncan mm. Trussell that sort of carried over because I associated him with Pete Holmes and that like yeah. the sort of crunchy sort of, you know, fourth dimensional, like, you know, it's like yes. a spider whip. And I'm like, all right. All and right I'm buddy. like eating up every bit. Of it. <laughs> that type I'll, of stuff yes. is generally not for me. But yeah. I will say with that said, I did like this episode a lot more than I was expecting. Um, and you know, maybe maybe was a little a little harsh on the old uh, dunk man. Also, he said 
something that I really liked about how like people are rescue dogs, like in terms of people who you might have like a bad interaction with. And like, if you got a rescue dog and it bit your hand, you wouldn't freak out and hold it against the dog forever. Cause it was probably just living with some lunatic who was throwing it against a wall every day. Like you would, you would understand by virtue of, yeah. Like take it back to the pound, but like also have caring. (laughs) Yeah. You you would understand. (laughs) I would be understanding uh, and yes, sympathetic to its plight. Yeah, and this Alice was sort of uh, obliquely referring to her relationship with her parents and talking about how they were sometimes very difficult to get along with, but she has to remind herself that they're kind of rescue dogs uh, yeah. in a sense because the environment that they came from and to have a, a certain level of compassion about that and put that into context. The hardest part for me with that is that I do that sort of thinking to a fault and that's how I end up getting hurt. So it's finding that sort of line where I'm not letting somebody treat me like shit because I'm like, well, they were treated like shit. So I guess it's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like again, you're, I, I'm going to stop saying default setting after yes, this, no, but, but it's, it's good. Yeah. The little slider, the little meter is at like yes. 85% accepting when maybe it should be closer to like 50. Yes. Yes. Like I can, ex- I can accept that this is where you came from, but I'm not going to accept you bringing that into my life and hurting me in the process. And I can yeah. respect that you've gone through something. Yes. And it doesn't just have to be a dog. I did have a, the one of the last the last cat that I rescued, I guess. People just love to get on their high horse on that one. But the last cat that I that joined my life, the being that is around me now, was for sure hit and treated like shit. And, you know, at first when they're like so like skittish and stuff, it's like I was just like, I don't know what to do with this thing. Um, but so my first thing is just let it be just which in turn is really just ignoring it. I didn't want to do that. So I just like the very first night I had her, I just like held her and told her I understood where she's coming from. (laughs) Did she say Lisa on accident when you were saying this? Yes. (laughs) She said, why were you? You know, how dogs or cats do. Yeah. She's she's, uh, Instagram famous now. No. But anyway, I just held her just so like, I understand where you came from and i will be here for you and i'll give you what you need but i'm not going to try and take what i need from you i'm going to give you what you need and that's what i've been doing because i'm fucking better than everybody no just kidding. listen you you <laughs> compared to let's say mm, nine mm. years ago when this episode came out yes, you've made a lot you. of changes and I you feel uh like i have you things differently mm-hmm. and uh it's okay to be happy about that progress that's good thank you i yeah. appreciate that yeah, I love this crunchy stuff because I do, I am trying to be connected more to the universe. Can I tell you something? This week was super emotional for multiple reasons, but this was my last week of summer camp at school, which was has fucking kicked my ass mentally, physically, everything. Because doing this job is, I feel like I'm a mom of like a hundred kids, and some of the people that work there just sit and hang out and chat and like are just doing whatever I take it more seriously and I really try and like make little memories like with the kids and they may not remember who where why when whatever but like little things that will stick with them forever I try and do those little things to have these moments and it's a toll on the brain and I'm outside all day it's hot it was just a lot this week but also I was making a lot of connections with these kids and I was like some of them don't go to the school so I'm not going to see them until like next year or ever again and I just started like getting really sad this week that I was gonna have to say goodbye to them and they were like sad too and it made me feel so bad but also good like it was it's been so fulfilling to do this job but one of the things that I had that 
was something that all of us had to do. All of the staff had to lead a devotions. So it's basically like a small sermon for the entire group of kids and adults, whatever. So every day we did devotions and we just sang and danced to like praise music, whatever. So I was like nervous about this, this entire summer of like, everybody's going to have to do like stand up and like find something in the Bible that speaks to you and like have this full like thing. So the last week comes and I'm like, well, I'm for sure going to get it. I ended up not, but then my son was supposed to get it, but they, a scheduling snafu, I ended up having to do it on the fly. So I had an idea and I was doing it and I had just read the gratitude affirmation the day before. So I brought that into my quote unquote sermon and it was something I really enjoyed doing. It was like, okay, yeah, I'm spreading God's word to a bunch of these kids and I'm trying to reflect the light here. And it's so out of my comfort zone, not my thing. I'm not a, a Bible humper, but I do find there's positive, there's positive messages in everything and we can find something positive. And I, I did. And it was like really kind of cool, actually. That sounds cool. And it, I, I think I would assume the reason it was kind of sad parting ways is because you, you know, felt a connection with, with people. So that's, uh, it's, you know, sort of on, on the theme of what they were talking about on the Monday episode. That's part of the gift of the experience yes so to speak 100 percent. yeah so that was a it was a good week but it was sad bittersweet just sort of like ah, i'm excited for my next the next thing that you know my next part of the job that starts in a couple of weeks and yeah it's it's all good but it's just like hmm. but yeah it's all around good experience i appreciate it thank you uh-huh <laughs> lisa yes sir good job uh, yeah <laughs> I don't want to get too high on myself here, but <laughs> you're allowed to say a nice thing about yourself okay. on now, a podcast and now briefly. I'll stop. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Dumb dumb. All right. I'm going to grab a drink and then we should talk about Thursday. Sure. Sounds good. Cool. Okay. Truly wild berry seltzer, which would be a better carb. All right. Shall we talk about Thursday? Yes, on the drinking note. I was yes. like, I so I am not uh, not doing a lot of alcohol recently, but I was like, you know you. what? I could go for some something. And I was like, I do have things that I'd actually like to do today. Mm. And I'm also on somewhat low not sleep. <laughs> so if I if I start drinking and then also I'm already tired, it's probably kind of a wrap. It's yeah. it's only like three in the afternoon, but that's going to turn into like nine very quickly. We didn't really need to tell everybody that <laughs> since I'm starting my second beverage. I have nowhere to be. I I get up early every day, no matter what. And actually last week, another thing I was recovering from, like I had, I did go out on a date last weekend and it was just, I did not get a lot of sleep just because we were out late and it kind of ruined the whole week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like I was, I, it, weirdly enough, I didn't really drink that much, but I had a hangover Monday and I think it was lack of sleep, lack of food. Yeah. And I I really need to actively put my, what's the money where my mouth is? Words to the something? Sure. Your words to the grindstone. Thank put you. Put your yes. ear to the, my... the starfish because the starfish cares. Whoa. Whoa. Are you taking my bottle? Yes. So, uh... And, and you know, in some way, shouldn't we all listen to our butthole? Like, Dude, mine doesn't say very much, and it scares me. But... You, well, listen, you got to open yes. up, I guess. I'm going to stop. Yes, thank you. I would like, to, I am going to try and heed the warnings, take 
the advice of one Dr. Jen and multiple people, Rafi as well, and pretty much everyone will agree that I should probably just not date and date myself. I mean, just only date myself. It would be, um, I think it would be beneficial for me greatly besides the therapy, not dating, work on myself. I'm already starting that work and I'm proud of myself. And I think let's get this ball rolling and not drag this old shit along with me. You know what? For for perhaps the last time, uh, <laughs> default setting. <laughs> Your default setting is to maybe not take care of yourself in that way. Mm. And so maybe it it is worth exploring, as you yes. said, to take some time and dedicate yourself to that. Yes. Uh, because that is has been uh, an area of opportunity that's been a little bit missing. It's not been yes. not a thing you've been doing regularly. And also, I think I was thinking dating was something that I was give like I I don't even know how to say it, but like a gift, not a gift to myself, but it's like something that like this is a positive thing that I'm doing for myself. But if I am not getting a positive feeling from it, <laughs> or I am and then I'm not. I don't even know. Like that. Obviously, they're all different like experiences, but it's just like, eh, like I maybe it's just a certain point wasting time if it's like not going to go anywhere that I really want it to, you know? Yeah. There was a whole uh, conversation in the Duncan Trussell episode about how I'm, the analogy he used was like the um, comedians who do the Tonight Show and then get super depressed yes, after or yes. uh, uh, Geraldo and Al Capone's vault. Um, <laughs> That's a literal, that's literally me in my dating life. <laughs> yeah, but the, the the concept of there's a difference between something you want and then something that actually like impl- improves your life and makes yes. you happy. And yes. those two things aren't, very often aren't the same thing. And so I can understand how wanting to date f- would feel like, okay, this is a good thing. This is me yeah, getting back like into the scene. I'm putting myself and, out there yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But it sounds like, great, but it's yes. also maybe not what you need right yes, now. Yes, agreed. I, and I think I'm, even though I've said it and I've agreed with people who said it, I think I'm finally feeling that way. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thursday. Yep. Let's go. Right. Let's, uh, let's go. Let's okay. go. Let's okay. go. Let's go. As Squeeze kids, back. As the kids would say. We were her little beaver nuggets sent in by, I don't know who I didn't write it down, but it has already been a carb 100% not that long ago. And I couldn't find where it was. Cause I didn't like, compl- I didn't look at all my notebooks. Number one, we, Number one, we had an episode called Beaver Nuggets. That was the episode that Brittany joined me on because we talked about Bucky's and Beaver Nuggets. This so sounds we, familiar. Yeah. Yes. So we they weren't a carb then. We had talked about it then. And then they were a carb later. And I thought, they must have been a carb. So I looked all this stuff up and I realized, no, we just talked about them. So anyway, anyway we had them at a group recording. They're fucking delicious. Uh, I could go for some right now. What remind me? What are beaver nuggets? They're sort of <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you know, I I haven't had this happen to me in a very long time, probably since Colonel Jeff was on regularly. But like hearing life in drops, <laughs> that just happened to me. Actually, that used to happen with um, Bald Brian. I guess that's when it first started. I was like, oh, that's a drop. Just like in life. Anyway, they almost remind me of a large Captain Crunch, Captain Crunch. Oh, interesting. What um, sort of like a maple flavor, I believe, or some sort of they're big puffy beaver. Yeah, are they I like think. rice or something? Are they maybe a rice or a corn? Well, yeah, rice, maybe like a puffed of, rice. Like a puff corn. Like uh, yeah, I remember. Sweeter Cheeto, but more dense. 
eh, maybe not even dense. I don't even know. Just like a bigger Cap'n Crunch, really. Mm. Still has that like kind of chewy. Doesn't make the roof of your mouth itch, though, I don't think. I don't know. Anyway, I could go for a bag right now. If anybody's driving and listening to the show needs and is passing at Bucky's, just pull over, hop in there, grab me a bag of beer nuggets, ship them to me. Also, I should probably find out who actually sent it in, but like, uh, can I write it, write it down? What's wrong with me? Let me see if I wrote it on my other notes. Nope, I didn't. Okay. Anyway, Robin, Joel, and Jeff were on <laughs> last week. <laughs> I haven't done anything with this, but during our last recording, I think I was talking about asking Jeff out on a date or some sort of thing like that. And I texted Allison <laughs> and asked if he was, uh-huh. sing- if he was single. <laughs> This you've asked this before, right? This sounds. I, I this think is, we've this talked is... about it, but like I, I directly texted her while we were recording, and she almost immediately replied, "I don't think he's. I mean, I think he is single." I left it at that because also he said on this episode he's not on social media, which I found out he wasn't on Twitter, but I thought he still has an account on Instagram, but maybe he's just not on. I don't know. Anyway, at the top, they talk about Joel's mullet. I don't know if you looked it up. I did. And I actually retweeted the original picture that he tweeted this in. I would say it's less of a mullet and more of a voluminous Jersey Shore rat tail, but to each his own. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, I saw Allison retweeted it, I think. Mm. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I thought he looked cool in like an 80s rocker guy way not in yeah. a it was not a it was not a particularly disgraceful mullet moment it really actually think. wasn't sometimes i mean mullets can typically go pretty awry and terrible mm-hmm. but it, yeah it looked like he was meant to have it really all right bring it back joel you you bring heard it here it first back. that's the coolest you've ever looked joel <laughs> uh, yeah meh. yeah i hmm I, like some of the other BFF people, I have I have sometimes mixed feelings about Joel. Sometimes, yeah i I go back and forth as well, and I don't have like a uh, immediate reaction. Joel's on like I do when RJ is on, where I'm like, okay, but with Joel, I'm like, okay, <laughs> but it's still, uh, yeah, I go back and forth. Like I like his voice; he's funny, but sometimes he can be a little much. Sometimes, but then. I don't know. He plays. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't really have too much of a hate, but I do go back and forth a little bit. Sorry, I had to have a sip. Um, have you? Okay, so they talk about sip. Sorry, sip. <laughs> God damn it! You know that's gonna make me laugh every time I take a sip, which is like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of things that you could work on, maybe I don't know. Calm down. This is the only thing I have right now. <laughs> I and also I do realize I'm leaning into alcohol a little bit more than i should and i i am it is something in my mind that i understand is something that i am numbing myself and eventually i'm gonna have to like actually feel fucking pain or whatever but yeah i i know and i'll work on that too it is something i am a work in progress if nothing else they talked about two shows these are shows that i've heard of but i did not know the premise of either of them the joe Schmo and the jury duty they've referenced it reference it a few times i did not realize it was like an entire show wrapped around like one contestant not knowing that it wasn't like a reality like they were actual actual jurors or i forgot what the joe schmo one was but it was like a dating one like reality show but i do you see either of these shows i have not seen either one but the jury duty one sounds like 
a nightmare. I've not seen it, but it just sounds like the amount, the way that something, the ways that the amount of ways that something could go wrong, like during a trial, if the jurors were like bad or weird would give me extreme anxiety. A hundred percent. Like I already think that's enough anxiety, but now it's all a joke. (laughs) Like you had to go through all this anxiety and stress and pain for like a fucking show. I don't know. That seems like a, traumatizing really like who could yeah. you trust ever again <laughs> yeah it's the I Joe think Schmo it's... one though I feel like eh, might be a little traumatizing but like a little less you're at least having fun I'm probably banging people in the jacuzzi uh, I, I don't believe that happened but I say it did. I if I remember right, there was one of these shows I think it was Joe Schmo where like the person like freaked out and had like a panic attack when they really? found out it wasn't like ha 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 you guys were just playing this elaborate prank on oh, me for weeks so they it was got just like, wrapped up in it mentally yeah because they thought that makes sense. everyone was you know a real person i would feel and, like such shit yeah, yeah i would feel like actual garbage like more than normal nope i don't feel like garbage anymore trace i'm telling myself Good. that i'm not garbage and i'm not trash Good. <laughs> yes yeah. thank you yeah <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. nope. Sure. All right, good. Zip and sip. I think that was the name of an episode. Wasn't there a zips and sips or sips and zips? Not that I remember, but also would not be surprised. True, 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 true. That should be the BFF t shirt. Sips and zips. Okay. <laughs> You're on your own, says. Oh, so this is another good topic and something that I really struggle with and i'm sure we all do and this is robin's talking about she talked about it last week which i know they i think they doubled up on these episodes but the setting boundaries is such a learning curve and like sticking to it but then also you have to know that like if you're setting boundaries you have to also not be overstepping into somebody else's boundaries so like there's so much there's so much stuff here this is why people want and love dogs because it's easier there's one opinion there's one you don't your boundary is yourself. <laughs> fucking human interaction is so fucking hard. <laughs> it's um, but yeah. sorry, just as an update, uh, sips and zips was indeed an episode title from <laughs> Thank Thank June twenty second, two thousand twenty one. See, I, this could be sips and zips part two, or zips and sips. More importantly, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. What were you actually saying? I forgot um oh yeah about boundaries. boundaries yeah Just, i did not love what joel said about how boundaries like don't matter because other yeah. people won't abide but that's a weird i mean that i mean okay but it's a fair point but it, they do matter yeah it's a fair point that you're gonna have to actively be setting them and not allowing people to cross them over and over again and that is a that's a hard Oh, number one, I don't know how to set boundaries, but then also sticking to them as well. I am really trying hard with that, just really. And I, I, poof, I've taken a little tiny bits at a time to try and figure it out, but I have a hard time with that a lot, very much so. Yeah, I, this is, uh, I set too many boundaries, <laughs> not really, not formally, but, uh, yeah. With your nicknames I, for sure. Well, I mean, they're bad. Well, you're trying. The thing. They're, they're, but as Joel yeah, said, they don't good. matter. So we're just going to overstep. <laughs> it's an abusive relationship is what's happening. But um, yeah, no, the, the I don't know. I, I Of course, people's boundaries matter, but there is something to the idea that other people aren't necessarily going to abide by requests that you make of them. And so I, I don't know. It It is, it is, 
I I felt it was a little he put it in like a he has a way of phrasing things in a very like uh, I don't know uh, as a writer maybe an attention grabbing kind of way or as a as a uh, very declarative when it's I think a little bit substantially more complicated than that. Yeah, I think this is maybe a book that I need to read and find is how to set boundaries and where you know literally steps. I need help in this regard so much. Oh, there was one uh there was one reel that Dr. Jen sent recently about this one guy he just like says, you know, if you're in this situation, say this. If you're having trouble with that, just say this in this way and this is why and I'm like this is what I need. And in that one little thing that I watched, I thought, okay, I'm going to put this to use with a certain person in my life right now that is not hurting me and not harming me, but I don't find that this is going anywhere. And I need to just say, this is not working for me, <laughs> which is such a simple thing to say, but like, I can let things go on and on forever without like speaking up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so just to like learn that is just, oh my gosh, it's just, also, I think growing up in my family, we just never spoke up. You never said anything. You never make waves or like, it was always just kind of like, okay, let's just pretend that didn't happen. And that's how I live my whole life. <laughs> we'll just keep letting it happen. And if we all look the other way, maybe it's not really happening. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty common. Yeah, and it's, yeah sure. it's it's a, I get how, if if you come from that sort of experience, saying something as simple as, Oh, this doesn't work for me. Right. Or even like the the way Robin suggested it was I feel like she's probably still a little bit of a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the story she was telling about her mom and calling yes. her like every Saturday. But I think it it helps people. I suspect it helps people to, in order to like uh, offer a suggestion like yeah. this doesn't work for me. It would be better for me if we could do X, Y, Z and then maybe try to meet in the middle somewhere. I suppose because for some people just saying like, no, this isn't good, isn't really like in their vocabulary and it's sort of difficult right. for them to just, you know, state directly. Yes. And I am not a direct communicator and I've been learning to little bits at a time, especially the past, mm, probably a little over a year, like really learning to speak up and speak my mind and say when I am not happy about something and without I've been learning how to, you know, I, I don't want to come across as like being an asshole or unreasonable. So it's just like that, just kind of walking that line of, you know, speaking up for yourself without being a bitch. Yeah, bitch. No, I, I, I think <laughs> <I'm all laughs> I as someone who has known you for a little while now, I've I've never thought of you as being like a particularly unreasonable person you. or you seem very accommodating perhaps to a fault in certain yes, situations yes um, so it, that being the case it it's it perhaps it rings true to me that learning how to set boundaries and that sort of thing probably makes sense because that's not a thing you're used to doing yes. and uh, you could probably err on the side of being like direct uh, yes. or if, uh, because you've you've uh you tend to lean the other direction absolutely it's definitely another and it's also goes ties right back into the mantra of like well i'm not good enough i'm not this like i i'm not worthy of having someone treat me the way i want to be treated or what have you where it's like no i know that's not true and i need to make that change and just yeah set a boundary like hey this doesn't work for me and maybe i'm reading it wrong or maybe whatever it is but just setting that boundary where they could say like all right 
either we're going to, I'll try and work on that or let's part ways, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, I, not everything is going to turn into a, like a fight also, or an argument. Right. Sometimes if you ask someone for something, they'll just be like, oh, okay. I didn't realize. And then that'll be it. Like yeah. the, I think a lot of people are just very used to not speaking up for themselves when maybe 90% of the time it would be fine if yes. they did. Yes. Agreed. If this person was to say to me the exact same thing, like, hey, this isn't working for me the way it is, I'd be like, I totally agree. Let's fix this because this is what I need. You tell me what you need and let's see if we can meet in the middle. If not, then peace. I'm leaning toward the peace side of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know your exact situation that you're referencing, but probably yeah. probably for the best in, in that case. It's, you know, when someone is, I, you might not know, I don't know. Some Sometimes people are very good at communicating when you're, like I love a phone call, unlike some people on this Thursday episode. It's very old fashioned for me and it feels like good when someone's taking the time to like hundred percent talking to me and I'm just putting everything aside and talking to them. Like I'm giving them my full attention. It's awesome when someone's a good communicator in that way. But then when it comes to like the texting and the other daily life stuff, it just kind of like fall fails and falls through the cracks where it's just like, then you don't know where you stand and you're just like, I don't understand this. But like when we talk or if we're in person, everything's great. But like if it comes to like electronically talking, it just is a failure. <laughs> yeah, or I, there's games being played of like, well, you haven't called, you haven't texted me in like three days. It's like, yeah, uh, you didn't, I, I was the last person to text. Then it could, eh, no, I don't want to play those games. It should just be like a normal back and forth and more like even. Yeah, one sided. And then for it to feel like a thing, like it don't, don't make it a thing. So I don't have to think about it as like, oh, I should go check and see who was the last person to text it. Like, that's no, I don't want to live like that. No. Yeah, I I so, agree yeah. that yeah. that can the who texts who and don't text back too fast or else yes. it'll be whatever is 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 uh, we're all dying. You know what I mean? Like, yes, we have only yes. so many hours left yes. on this earth. Could we yes. not? Could we not do that? Yes. But in person and on the phone, great conversation. Just totally have fun. It's like enjoyable. But then there's that failure of like, okay, this disconnect where it's just, all right, well, this isn't good for me. So this isn't working for me, actually. So, so or I was going to ask you, yes, uh, between the Joel and the Robin thing, some people mm. have a, a strong preference one way or the other for texting versus calling. You're a phone call person. I like both. In general, I don't want to be on the phone with people because it does take a lot of time out of your day, but I do find it to be special and I do appreciate it. If someone says, uh, can we, Hey, let's, um, have a, like, I don't want them to call out of the blue because that seems like it, you know, an intrusion, but if they're like, Hey, let's, you know, can I call you later? I'd be like, hell yeah, that's awesome. You know what I mean? But in yeah. general, mostly texting would be great. And having the ability to be a good uh, communicator in that way would be ideal. Cause I appreciate that. But like a phone call once in a while, I like. Yeah, I I I am much more of a text person. But of, of like you said, a phone call is is nice sometimes. Depending, well, depending yeah. on the person, depending true. on how Very much you, you you know you whatever the situation is with that person. But yeah, yeah. It, it's it's I to me a phone call was more these days at least more of a like. Uh, an exception rather than the rule like maybe mostly right. texting with someone then every once every so often you know and you I would be cool with that it, with friends like obviously i would like to see people in person more than anything and then texting all the time would be fine i don't really make phone calls to my friends that often 
but there are a few people that will say like, oh, let, uh, you know, I'm going to give you a call. There's one person every time we call, it's always a video, like always FaceTiming, which normally would have probably stressed me out. But it's like we text often enough. And then if we're going to talk on the phone, it'll maybe like once a week or something, it's FaceTime. And it's kind of cool. Like, I don't know. I like it. I don't I don't mind it. In fact, I would like that more, to be honest. Like, I think it'd be cool to just have, and it doesn't have to be hours, but just like a FaceTime where it feels like you actually hung out. It's kind of like the COVID thing when we were all doing like house parties and stuff. Yeah, like that. I was going to really ask what like that app was. Yeah. We were seeing each other and hanging out. And actually, Ruffy was talking about, he's like, I miss house parties. I think he said it. That sounds a little too positive for him. But anyway, <laughs> I would love to still do that again. That was like so much fun to sort of get together with all of you guys and it felt like we were hanging out it was fun like allison's fucking monthly turned what did she what did she say now on her patreon occasional live stream <laughs> like it felt like we were all hanging out it felt like we were chatting with her it always made my day better you know what this is uh, a complete tangent mm. uh you said bible humper earlier <laughs> <laughs> and it made me think oh is that is that like the real term, but it got like PG 13 into Bible thumper. Cause it was like, you know, too explicit for to back in the day. Like I thought of Bible humper literally, I think yesterday it just like came out and I've never heard it or thought of it. It just, it just like came out. <laughs> but it made me think, Oh, that did people did once upon right. a time, people used to say that. Cause I, I heard someone Hmm. on tiktok say uh chewed up and shit out instead of oh. chewed up and spit out i was like wait a minute is that like oh, is that like yes. the old version and then it got cleaned up into chewed up and spit out yes huh hmm. Things anyway go. Hmm. phone calls yeah <laughs> oh yay or nay everybody let us know if you like a Ooh, phone good call poll. i will call you no Actually, jeez, we've gone from you giving out your number to just you individually calling everybody. (laughs) Clearly, nobody likes phone calls because I have not gotten one. (laughs) All right, somebody call Lisa. No, I'm good. (laughs) Good. I will have a couple of weeks off from work. Actually, hit me up. Fuck it. Yes, let's fuck it. I mean, yes, just fuck it. Mm, Whatever. Sorry, that was a movie. All right, reined it in, Lisa. So Joel went to Japan and. He went to visit Hiroshima. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about it. Well, yeah, I don't know about Nagasaki, but there, I don't think that there is enough. There used to be such a big amount of Holocaust education and the, like the Japanese internment camps that, that literally go on a road trip in California. You'll see them. It's just insane that this is like a way that we lived life for a while. And I don't think that there's enough education out there. Like, I feel like it's always, I don't, I don't even know. It's just, I don't even know where I was going with this, but I do have to say tomorrow is the 77th anniversary of us bombing Hiroshima. And in three days, it'll be the Nagasaki bombing, which is like completely just disgusting, really, at the amount of people and civilians that died. This really took a turn. Yes. <laughs> well, so um... Allison talked about, like, Joel asked her, "Have you? did you read the diary of Anne Frank? And she, well, she had said no, and that she hadn't read it. And he was sort of shocked by that. But she said, oh, well, I didn't grow up Jewish. And I'm like, no, no, no. Or knowing that she was Jewish, we're all we all had to read it in school. That was like part of our curriculum. So I think that's where he was going with it. Of like, it wasn't just like your entrance to Judaism. But did you have to read uh, the Uh, diary of Anne Frank? 
I definitely have some memory of it. Yeah. It was like a sixth it, grade or Yeah, I was gonna say something. exactly sixth grade. Yeah. Um I wonder if like Alice's parents like pulled her out of school oh, that day. Like, like some parents do for like sex ed. They or go like, to the like, li- library and like have no, all those books removed. We don't believe in that. Oh. Yes. Um, um, yes. I would love to go back and read it because I feel like that would be, I feel like we just kind of forget about our t- terrible history. And sometimes we just kind of focus and dwell or sit in like our own like modern bullshit that is currently happening which is like pretty terrible as well but i don't know i don't even know yeah there there was some news story that came out like i don't know eight or five or ten or some years ago some number of years ago about like there was stuff that was like guess like edited out of her diary because she was like like a you know like a 12 year old girl and was having you know horny feelings or whatever Mm, um and people just decided like well they don't need to know that part we can just uh sniff that out yeah, but just on the on the uh, the Japanese internment thing. So yeah, there is a right wing talk radio show that I occasionally check in with mm-hmm. that I used to listen to just as a, I don't know either either self harm or me being no, like trying to be open minded. I think like, no, I don't even think it's that. And I I'm not going to speak for you, but I'm about to. For me, like I can't be against something unless like anybody nobody can be against anything unless you know something about it or i feel like to listen to it maybe you did hit yourself (laughs) but it's just opening yourself up to like wow okay you guys actually are terrible people (laughs) yeah and i i used to be more open-minded about that kind of stuff but over the years i'm just like oh no these are just sort of bad people like with you know american flags basically but like one of one of one of these doofuses was like he's he's always talking about you know liberty and freedom and blah 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 but like he's to this day okay with the japanese internment camps because he's like well they kind of deserved it because there were but like there there are people who will and i think i i hope this is like the lesson that gets taught to people when they learn about like world war ii and you know, uh, Germany or uh, America, in- including America. But like, there are people who are so will sort of like wave the flag and talk about how they're like, you know, about freedom and about goodness and whatever. But will also like would definitely lock you in a camp based on your last name if you had the wrong last name at the wrong time. Like it, it is, there is a kind of um, I, a banality of evil. I think is probably not the right phrase, but th- there's an an unthinking. And more than just unthinking, but like retroactively justifying, like we're seeing like with people banning books, especially in Mm. Florida, like there's a kind of like, oh, that bad thing happened, but, but they probably had it coming, you know, the sort of, but what was she wearing of history? Yes. Yes. The victim shaming of, of everything. Mm -hmm. I, I do find too, that we sort of pick hot topics or certain things that are trending more something like people lean into certain topics more and then we forget about these things and i feel terrible that like i completely forgot about these that not, i didn't forget about the holocaust but it's not something that i think about all the time because i don't want to be debbie downer but like also we have to respect this this part of history and like these people that have gone through like terror i mean this is terrible like it's the most disgusting things to happen to humans not that long ago yeah and the i guess what i was trying to say earlier the type of person who would be on board with that thing is still around they're just yes they 
January sixth, like, people come to mind. Yeah, like the t- oh, oh, we need to talk about mm, who mm, Rob mm, said about mm, how yes! the, the right is striking like, more whoa, January sixth energy, ma'am. I thought that was hilarious. That was um, funny. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, forgot what I was gonna say. Nope. Well, it was something about how people. Uh, oh yeah, so when people learn about like World War Two. Or they learn about, you know, whether it's Germany or sort of fascist Italy. They think in terms of like, they think of, they associate like authoritarianism or fascism with being foreign, whether it's, you know, authoritarianism like in the Soviet Union or fascism in Germany and Italy. And not like the American equivalent would be like literally some guy waving an American flag and talking about, you know, how we need to keep America, put America first or whatever. Mm-hmm. while advocating for locking people in cages or, you know, shooting protesters or filmed any number of things which have actually happened quite recently, actually. And and so it is it is not necessarily to be a downer to bring up, you know, World yeah. War II or the Holocaust specifically, but it 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 is worth keeping in mind and sort of appropriate to keep in mind because there's always something terrible happening somewhere on the world that in the world that these this kind of thinking is a part of humanity and it isn't just a bad thing that happened one yes. place one time right oh so true so like the different uh museums and different things that you can go visit it's definitely something that interests me and yes it's going to be sad and hard but like i don't want to forget about these things or for it to be an afterthought or i just feel like we need to seek these things out a little bit more to have more knowledge of I don't know. I don't know if anything would change today or tomorrow or whatever, but I don't know. I just feel kind of bad that I don't maybe think about it more often. Like in the 90s, the music that I was listening to, a lot of like a lot of punk music, a lot of peace punks, a lot of a lot of people with conviction, <laughs> a lot of th- people wanting to make a change and anti-establishment and anti-government and so many people that were speaking out and trying to make a change with their fucking words you know just singing a song and like i feel like i kind of lost sight of that a little bit yeah yeah there there is yeah so i mean that I, will I explain at least one of the songs that i use for this episode i thought of two songs immediately when they were talking about japan but and one of them is very like anti-christ too so like you know stay tuned for that bible humping anti-christian tune at the end, so probably the, the this I had a weird experience doing like a quick like a 1.6 time speed re-listening to the mm. Thursday episode because they talked about Billy Joel like a couple times. Okay, so that is during JMOs. Uh-huh. But if okay, so that was actually gonna be the one I picked too. But the other thing they besides the fact that she's getting mixed up with them, was there anything else besides that? Or like the tiny dancer? Oh, before that, they mentioned there was another Billy Joel reference, but just mm, to say mm. the so I don't know Billy Joel like I know he's a, a famous guy. He's a piano man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I know he's sung know. famous songs, but actually kind of similar to Elton John. Like I I know of him and I mm. could name like Tandle in the Wind, I guess. Um, But like oh, I if, if you ask me to name. A bunch of his songs. I Benny and the Jets is like the only song of his that like I know that I like. I like Daniel Rocket Man. Here's the thing. Hmm. So this week, like while I was at work, I was Daniel like, you know what? Win. That's such a good one. 
what yeah i i he wrote when, that for Marilyn. go ahead wait wasn't that for princess diana well they regurgitated it for uh, that, but um i see it was for norma jean gotcha uh, so all they mentioned in the news was she was found in the nude mm, mm. Mm, mm-hmm. mm. in the so this week at work i was like you know what i'm gonna put a bunch of music on a playlist and shuffle it i had something i've had some some uh good experiences with this method in the past just being like i don't know these people but i know of them let's let's see so i put like you know like uh see like a greatest hits compilation of billy joel and elton Hmm. john and mostly piano stuff so it was like ray charles who i I know ray charles so good for you because you're the piano man of the bff community and of your life so um, um yes okay. anyway so yeah i'm feeling see. it okay elton john billy joel ray charles uh otis span who's like an old-time blues guy and uh em- emerson lake and palmer just because mm, they have yeah. like funky uh-huh. keyboard stuff and uh oh ben folds so i put a bunch of all of their albums on a playlist it's like okay. it's like 18 hours long um oh, but i'm like what's seven... the name of the playlist is it it's, piano okay. uh i think it was just like a oh, piano inspo or something like that Short for inspiration. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so this is all to say, I thought Billy Joel was like a normal man, whereas he seems to be a crazy person who plays piano. Like the lyrics to his songs are like, I forget the name of the song, but there's just, just, just a lot of girl. No, well, sure. But he, there's, he likes to talk a lot. He's a, he's a, Mm. He seems like someone who would talk to you too much and has like oh yeah a real strong but he brings a certain like douchebag energy <gasps> to like piano rock which is I interesting have to say to, me. to the hopefully dead uh, neighbor of mine that's like one of his favorites <laughs> so that really adds up yeah you know what hold on I'm gonna Google something I either because okay. there was a specific song where I was like what what is happening right now yep. so I guess we could talk about the JMO Allison said that she confuses Billy Joel and Elton John, which I, if she would have said this last week, which she actually did, if I heard it last week, I would have been like, are you insane? That's how do you confuse the two? But yesterday at work before lunch, we were doing like this trivia game with all of the kids. And it was just playing like the beginning of a song and the kids had to raise their hand to like answer who it was. They played an Elton John song. And in my mind, I was like, oh, it's Billy Joel. <laughs> yeah it's like not and then when they start singing i'm like oh duh that's obviously elton john like i've never ever 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 considered the two because i actually really do like elton john it's not something i had a phase where i listened to it i think when i was a nanny they had the cd in their car so i was like listening to it a lot and i'm like oh this is i really like elton john he's cool but like i would never not say i'm like a huge fan per se i had like a candle in the wind moment for a while too where i was just like having some weepy moments but and Billy Joel too. Sometimes it'll come on, but not really. And if it does, I'm not. I don't hate it. It doesn't bother me when it comes on. But like, I feel like Elton John is so much higher than Billy Joel. I I think that's how people kind of feel. Elton John, I whenever a song is super popular, but I still like it, I feel like, oh, that's unfortunate. Like I was listening to, yeah. oh, Rocket Man. I was like, this is unfortunately very good. <laughs> like yeah. the piano section yeah. is like pretty great so that's how i feel about billy joel with elton john i was like ah he's great i i there's no like i don't have like a uh i wish i didn't like this but it's actually pretty good but i'm but i wouldn't be like i'm gonna go see him play on his final 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 tour <laughs> like i don't give that much of a shit yeah so i i apologize for using insensitive language earlier and calling billy joel a crazy person 
uh, mm-hmm. who plays piano. But the word choice may not have been correct, but the sentiment uh, remains. So I don't know if you're familiar with the song Captain Jack. I might not be. It's, it's so it's interesting because Billy Joel, like a lot of the stuff seems like. Maybe I should use that song as the intro because I was going to use the chromatic sound of silence because Allison was talking about this. She was singing the sound of silence, but that's like my one of my favorite versions right now that I've been listening hmm. to, but it's super downer. Uh, so Captain Jack. Okay. And yeah. then I'll end with either Nagasaki Nightmare or Asylum. Okay. Got it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I don't know when Billy Joel was, was like big. Like I'm guessing okay, so sometime my, in the seventies and eighties. My memory of Billy Joel, like I, there was a definite, uh, Uptown Girl moment in the early 80s that was very, very popular. Like, Billy Joel was the shit. He was married to what's-her-face? Christina Brinkley. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. So, like, they were, like, the people of the moment for a bit, where it's like, okay. this hot lady is married to this bug-eyed loser, but... <laughs> <laughs> the Fred Armisen of the piano. Um, Jesus. The... the uh, um... <laughs> Yeah, it's just he has like a certain like 70s freak out druggy kind of not druggy like an addict, okay. but druggy like drug ish kind of energy, but also like very 80s, like very 80s to me. Yeah, like it's, it's a it, weird. I couldn't imagine him blend. transcending past the 80s. Yeah. I never got the druggy. Do you, there was like a also like what was it the early 90s? He had that like one hit too. my uh, life. Uh, do not I, get him confused with George Harrison, por favor. No, no, not not different, different. Okay. It's my life, I think is the oh, Billy okay. Joel song. But uh I, oh. I wouldn't know. No, it's the like political one. Oh, uh the one they were talking about, the we didn't start the fire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Oh, nineteen eighty nine. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. See, Uptown Girls nineteen eighty three. That was like the heart of Billy Joel mm. in my like periphery for sure. Yeah. My parents probably listening to it. It was on the radio. So why while... always a woman? Let's see. Oh, there's definitely always. Oh, some moving woman. out. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. You may be right. Yes. Oh, you may be right. Is big like yeah. emotionally abusive energy, uh... like like bad relationship energy in that song. Like listening now, like as yes, sort of maybe more critically than I would have been listening to some song that was on the radio. I'm like, I don't, I don't like this man. <laughs> oh, only the good die young. Yes, that was a big song. Um, While I was listening, like a lot of his songs, they sound like Cher singing Billy Joel. (laughs) They sound like a a movie (laughs) montage of like someone moving to the city and living in New York. Like there's a a specific like perfect strangers intro kind of energy. (laughs) Bronson Pinchot just rolled over in his not grave yet, but and the other guy and the other guy larry appleton i don't know the actual okay. actor's name i don't know the actor's name though <laughs> good pull thank you bronson pinchot followed me on one of my twitter accounts and i was like that was obviously an accident but i'm just gonna like sit with that one for a minute and be okay with it because balky bartakamis following me was great i think it was on my twin peaks account zip <laughs> and sips i think i'm a little bit buzzed not gonna lie why would i <laughs> Good job. Also, uh, what's his name? Okay, from... so Captain Jack. I'm gonna look. There was one more person on my playlist whose name I can't remember. Mm. It's the guy who did. Da, 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 oh, the third da, da. tenor. The other guy. No, it's a piano guy. Obviously, he has the same last name as one of Robin's friends, and I was like, oh, I wonder if they're related. Oh, um, Bruce Hornsby. Yes, 
Good pull. <laughs> Bruce Hornsby, by the way, amazing choruses. I don't always love. I'm just, I'm not going to give a full review of everyone on the playlist, but good, very, very good songwriter, particularly good with choruses, I find. Whoa, what is Captain Jack exactly? This is some serious drug shit. Every verse is like, wait, what's happening? Oh, oh, whoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whoa. Wow. He's put the word masturbate in a song. Oh, yeah. Huh. Kind of comes out of, no pun, it comes out of nowhere when you're listening. Like, wait, what? Huh? And then, like, the next verse is like, wait, what happened? Oh, in whoa, whoa, whoa. Huh. I mean, the positive spin is Captain Jack will get you high tonight. <laughs> exactly is captain jack and how do i get some <laughs> is it a coke thing i fucking hate the 80s I've... they ruined every fucking thing <laughs> it's clearly <laughs> some kind of drug thing i imagine but i don't know which drug he's referring to captain jack drug he says junkie so i would i assume oh, heroin oh it's heroin i want to join the captain jack club so i'm not going to talk down on this at all just kidding i will billy joel you're a fucking dirtbag dude I know you're listening, but let us yeah. know how you're listening to the show, because I want to know. <laughs> you know what? Post in the Facebook group, Billy yes. Joel. You've been outed. We all, we got your number. We Oh, we've got your number, sir. Also, this might be a little late in the game, and also, it will be very late for people listening. But for you and for me, Allison texted, she's taking phone calls for a Daniel and Allison episode that I know Leanne's going to be over the moon about. But anyway, if you want to call in right now, and I'm talking to you, Trace. Nah, I feel like I'm all called out. I feel like I'm oh, good. <laughs> and you, I spent up all of your call bucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. All right. I, 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 I do everything else from Thursday. I the only th other thing I had written down was poise pads and describing womanly things to men. Oh yeah. Uh, just to. I will. I am in the same boat as Joel. That I did not know what the wings were for. I was, I, I which was... is funny, not funny, ha ha. But I feel like there's a big. Nah, I wouldn't even say movement. It's like a trend, maybe on TikTok, maybe it was on Instagram. Like asking dudes questions that all of us women know because this is our life. Simple things to us, a man might not know. And a lot of times, people are like, "Well, God, men should know these things." Like, do they really need to? But for comic relief yes. it is funny to hear like what you think wings would be like so you never knew or had any idea even though the commercials like explicitly show it like folding over your undies like it's maybe not you a... weren't paying a lot of attention yeah. to i did yeah. not internal i mostly just remember like blue liquid on a pad you're like women bleed blue that's crazy it's pretty cool uh <laughs> maybe if you eat like jolly ranchers it's different colors i don't fair, know fair um I so thought Skittles is a rainbow yeah, flavor. I would have assumed it was like a like a band-aid, like it sticks like up top, which doesn't make sense in hindsight. I'm thinking, hold on, let me visualize that. Up top, like in the gunty area? Yeah, I I wouldn't put it that way. But like <laughs> uh to the body. Mm. Oh, okay. Like it's sticking to your body. Yeah. Okay. To, to keep it from like flying loose, how it does. I mean, with wings, you think you'd want it to fly, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, so I'm, I'm, okay. and men should, I, it's I, not that I feel like men should know these things. I feel like it might be a, a word that's too far, but like it feels like special treatment that we're not, that we don't know these things. You know what I mean? That we're fair, being sort of like do we let know out of knowing everything these about your fucking prostate exam. I mean, kind of, because it's in a lot of jokes, but like it would be nice to have 
y'all relate to things more and know things but also like I saw I think it was yeah it was a reel that someone sent me of asking a guy how many tampons do you think a woman uses in a day and like what you know half of them were like I don't know one and then some people are like very knowledgeable and like well it depends on the day it depends on the flow and you don't want it to be in too long because of toxic shock syndrome it's like okay this person actually talks to their woman <laughs> but I, I don't know if it's a prerequisite or necessary for it to be known but it is it is funny to hear <laughs> you know that side yeah i saw a very funny video of like a bunch of guys like trying to figure out how a tampon worked like with the <laughs> applicator and dude, like same i mean i couldn't understand yeah. it as a child i was like wait there's a third hole <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they were like in their 30s they were like trying to right. figure it out like an yes. engineering project because they you know had never had to you know actually right handle one or deal with one so i feel like all guys should have like a a dude with sisters level of mm, understanding yes you don't yes. have to know everything but like you should know a little bit you should you should be like a like a a c minus at least you don't have to get an a oh. but like a, oh. there's a lot of f's running around way too many f's mm -hmm. uh yeah a c minus I'll, I'll take that i'll take i'll take that i don't need you to know my in the ins and outs of like every contraption going in and out my body but some understanding would be good yeah your period starts in six days i'm gonna put that on my yes, calendar thank you please mark your calendars everybody because i seriously started feeling some pms creeping in today had to check my period app and oh yep it's coming it's a coming but i this is where i'm going to change my mind and the way i think because i should be thankful that my body is still working as it should and what else kind of nonsense can I say? Um, <laughs> what other that, kind of BS can I feed myself? No. Um, I mean, I, that's, you know, as far as things go, the fact that your body works is pretty high on the list, it actually. Really that's is. The fact that it's among like the best. still like my body's still working the way it should. The lady parts are all in check. And so I can't complain there. And that's good. So the fact that I can time it by an app and it's usually spot on, <laughs> pun intended, that's good. That's positive. So. My body that creates miracles is still working. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Your and body, so which has already created two miracles. Correct. You could say. I could say, and I will say it. And, mm -hmm. you know, because it creates my body to feel terrible at times, it's all part of the process. It's the hormones are all off. It's a little bit nutty. Small technical difficulties make me feel like I'm going to want to punch a bunch of people. But, you know. I kept it under wraps and look at look at us having a wonderful show. Introspective, philosophical. I feel like we're doing whatever Lord you pray to or don't pray to. We're doing the Lord's work. Whatever Bible you hump. Sure. Why do I take the sips at the wrong <laughs> and the zips at the right ones? Am I right? <laughs> mm, I don't know if they're at the JK. right place. We had a whole <laughs> conversation about that. Not. Know. <laughs> you know what? I'm zipping it up, but I'm sipping it up also. <laughs> wait. Yeah. Oh, uh -uh. Wait. <laughs> wait a minute yeah wait, wait, wait. i guess that works zipping it up and sipping yes. it up yes yeah i'm gonna sip it up and zip it up because i'm gonna lean into one thing and cut off the other i don't that would sound like some learning about it shit but do you have anything else from thursday uh no i just my only note was from monday which is like there's a mm. a gary smith jump scare like 20 minutes before the end of the episode Same. where it's like oh gary's there boo yes. gary so and gary like, if you're listening boo yes, but he is obviously that, uh he hate listens much like your 
I almost said like your third Reich podcast that you listen to. That's what I. <laughs> it's almost not said. far. It's gotten okay, close. Yeah. It's okay, it's okay. real bad. I don't. I don't listen anymore. Reich. Yeah. I mean, okay. I. It's, it's like two and, it, and a half I, of the Reich. <laughs> yes, it's two point seven five Reich. But yeah, it's one of those things where I check in for like five minutes because it's like a radio show that's on the radio in the morning. I'm like, geez, that's uh, that's real oh, bad. Sh- that's real sh- bad. You shouldn't have those thoughts or feelings or feel safe saying them, frankly. Yeah, absolutely not. But tune in. All right. Yes. All right. Oh, should I look for a positive affirmation? Yeah. Yeah. Do okay. a. Okay. I'm gonna do that. Right. Let us go with a positive affirmation. I'm gonna do some like uh, new we age need that music. Woodwind. What? What? What is the uh, uh, pan flute? Yeah, like they play at the end of a yoga session or at a like a devotional, I guess. Ooh, like here's the... a good one. Okay. Okay. Alexa, play the pan flute. Pan flute threes. Oh, pan flute. Perfect. On Amazon Music. Okay. Well, that sounds like an impending doom. I am grateful. Actually, sorry. Everybody, repeat after me and say this out loud, whether it's silly or not. I am grateful that my life is so happy. Go ahead, Trace. I was doing it on mute, but okay. no, I'm not gonna. Okay. I am grateful that my life is so happy and successful. I believe in my ultimate potential. I greet this day with confidence and ease. I have all I need. Shit, it cut it off. <laughs> what happened? That's about right. Hold on. Um, fucking hell. Why can't I do anything right? Shut up. You're <laughs> a talented people awesome. and people I'm love wonderful. you. You are reading something aloud that you have not read aloud before yes, into a I microphone, know, and there was a little something, hiccup. And it's hiccuping up and barfing all over the place. Yeah. Is you this like what? sponsored content? Like to see the rest of the affirmation, you have to click <laughs> yes, this ad. Pretty much. Okay, let's read this one. I am peace. <laughs> Sorry, I don't thought funny. Peace is within me. Peace is all around me. I release all fear that try to tell me I should be somewhere different. In this moment, I am safe. I like it. Trice, where can we find you being safe? You can find me being safe. In the Best Friends Fancast Facebook group. Uh, where... That is a safe space. Yeah, yes. I mean, usually. <laughs> Depends on how Ray Morgan is feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear his positive affirmation book. <laughs> Just oh, fuck man. off. Fuck off. Just fuck off. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. Other than that, I'm on Instagram at 03 underscore book zero the word spelled out the numeral three and underscore and then the word book. Don't follow me. You don't gotta. I am on... I guess it's called X now officially, but get the fuck out of here. I'm still on Twitter. Um, It's called X now? For real? Yeah, Elon Musk is very dumb. So aside from removing the iconography, like the little birds and all the Twitter stuff, he just changed the name of the app to X because he's like a teenage boy from the 90s. Jesus age. And it's uh, it's it's rough because he's also like very rich and people think he's smart because he has money. Anyway, mm, um, mm. don't worry about X. Uh, support a local charity or something because it's very hot. Give some people without homes some money. Give them some money to buy water and whatever they want. Oh, I like that. That's positive. Put positive energy putting out there. Put your money where your mouth is and your feet to the grindstone or whatever people say. Yep, uh, grind those feet. <laughs> uh yeah follow don't follow the show on twitter you know what fuck twitter follow the show on instagram it's the lesser of the two evils apparently not really at bfncast join join the facebook group that's that's the place to be much like 
Kramer will be there. Frank will be there. Bob Cobb will be there. New it's a, Newman? It's a place to be. No, BFFs, you truly are the fucking best. Thank you and good night. I am no feeble Christ, not me. He hangs in glib delight upon his cross above my body. Christ, forgive, forgive. Shit, fuck. I vomit for you, Jesu. Shit, forgive. Down now from your cross. Down now from your papal heights. From that churlish suicide. Petulant child. Down from those pious heights, royal flag bearer. Goat. Billy. I vomit for you. Forgive. Shit, he forgives. He hangs in crucified delight. Nailed to the extent of his vision. His cross. His manhood. Violence. Guilt. Sin. He would nail my body upon his cross. Suicide visionary. Death reveler. Rake.